Beyond the Game podcast hosted by Prep to Prep, along with Nate Smith and Harold Aben. I am Danny Kata. Today we are talking about the Preppies, the annual awards that Prep to Prep bestows among the top teams and athletes in the Bay Area. More specifically, today we are excited to be speaking with the winner of the Preppy for Most Inspirational Athlete. Last Halloween, Omari Taylor's brother Omar Jr. was shot and killed while DJing a party in Orinda. The next day, Omari, who plays football at Clayton Valley Charter, had a game against De La Salle. He made the decision to play and rushed for 76 yards that night against the California powerhouse. Though Clayton Valley didn't win that night, they didn't lose again the rest of the season, winning the NCS Division II championship and then going on to win a CIF Division II AA state title under Coach Tim Murphy. We are pleased to be joined today by Omari and Coach Murphy. Omari is expected to be the primary running back on this coming season's Ugly Eagles football team. Last season as a junior, he didn't start out as the top back, but midway through the season, he accepted the role and shined. After his breakout performance against De La Salle, Omari rushed for 799 yards in the final five games of the season, all wins, including two 200-yard performances. In his final game last year, Omari grinded out 60 yards against the stingy defense of Aquinas San Bernardino in the CIF State 2AA Bowl Game Championship, and his one-yard plunge in the final minute of the first half was enough to lead Clayton Valley to a 10-7 victory. Taylor finished the year with 1,428 yards and 12 touchdowns. Omari, thanks so much for coming on today. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Thank you so much. Coach Tim Murphy grew up in the Contra Costa County and played football at, the, at College Park Pleasant Hill and then at UC Santa Barbara. He will begin his 25th year as a head coach this coming season. Prior to taking the job at Clayton Valley in 2012, Murphy was the head coach at Ignacio Valley, where his teams won three league and one CIF North Coast Section Championship in five years. He was also at Clovis East of Fresno, where his teams won seven league and three CIF Central Section titles in his 11 years at the helm. At Clayton Valley, his Ugly Eagles have won seven league titles and three NCS championships in eight years. At each school, he produced the first section title in school history. His 2015 team won the CIF Northern Regional Division 1A Championship, and last year's Ugly Eagles captured the CIF Northern Regional and State 2AA Bowl Game Championship. Tim, it's great to have you on. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, Amari, let's just start with you. How, you know, you 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 have football season coming up, hopefully um, in January. How are you doing right now? Uh, we're doing cool. Still out here, it's quarantine, so you know, just uh, trying to figure out everything we could do to uh, get better as we end this. So let me ask you. Let, let's let's get right to it, okay? I mean, let's face it. How how were you able to find the strength? to play the very next day. And, and on top of it, against De La Salle, knowing how tough they are, I mean, how, where, did you, where did you find the strength within yourself to do that? Well, I was ready for the um, De La Salle game all week, and I, we were preparing super hard, and I was just, uh, coaches is pumping me up all week about it. And then the night that I heard about my brother passing, um, all I could think about was the game. Like, even in in the moment where I found out, I just was thinking about the game still. So I just think that, you know, and my brother always cheered me on and kept me going. So I think that that helped too because I wanted him to be proud of me whether he's here or not. And from there, from that game, I mean, you know, 76 yards against De La Salle is pretty good, I'll tell you. I think you were one of the highest uh, – rushing backs against them all season. And, but from there, you took off. I mean, you had a couple of 200-yard games. And then in the final game of the season, 
you know, you scored the winning touchdown, brought your team a state championship. What, how do you think you were able to, 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 to take off after that like that? What, what was it that, that got you going? And I was preparing for it all season, and then just put it like, yeah, I don't know. He just put it. He woke up another level in me that I didn't know I had, and now I'm here and I'm I'm ready for. I was ready the whole season after that. It just kept me going. So, how you? I know you had a strong support system, okay? But you know that day, I know you talked with Coach Murphy. And what did what did he tell you that day that 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 morning when you told him what happened and how did how did he help you? Uh, he he just he felt for me, man. Um, he did what I didn't think any coach would do. To be honest, I didn't know any coach could be there for you like that. It felt like family. So you know the stuff that we preach about brotherhood and family at CV really is real. And your family, your mom, your dad. I mean. What what kind of support have you, have they given you? Well, they've been they they've been supporting me outside of football and everything since I was a youngin. Um, they just I couldn't be here where I am without them. My mom and my dad, especially. And Tim, Tim, can you speak to to how Omari handled the immediate aftermath of the tragedy, and then kind of how he's progressed as a as a as a leader on the team since that moment? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. You know, I mean, he didn't have me first period, but he came into class. And I'm so used to Amari being in my classroom with me that I didn't even realize I didn't have him that period. And uh, Amari, I remember, he was actually wearing orange Crocs, and I got on him for wearing Crocs. And he didn't laugh, and I knew something was up. But he held his composure. He didn't get mad at me. Some kids might have got mad for that. And, and he goes, Coach, can I talk to you? So we went outside and we talked. And I, I was just in total disbelief at what happened. I mean, it was such a weird situation. It was so tragic. And uh, I mean, he was crying. He was upset, but he was composed. Um, so number one, I was amazed that he was even at school because uh, most kids are going to not go to school, whether I shouldn't even say it an excuse or not, but uh, Amari's just mindset is I'm going to keep going forward no matter what. And, uh, and from that day forward, I just saw a new man in him. He didn't use uh, it as a a reason of mispractice to be late, to blow up on his teammates, not to work out, not to play. He used it as a motivation, which is always real impressive. You know, you see that from from the greats like like Favre and all the other people that have played inspired with a family tragedy or a tragedy just alone. But for a 17-year-old kid to do that, um, you know, that's that's impressive. And his teammates were there for him, but, uh, you know, he, he found it within himself. Uh, the principal called him in, said, you can go home if you want. No, he said, I want to be here with my brothers and my family. And uh, he was just had his phone ready to go in case his mom or dad needed him. That was the main reason he wanted to make sure he was uh, alert. So, I mean, he was thinking about them in a devastating situation that was on him. So uh, I used him as the example and still do in, in my talks and all that of what it's all about. Because we've all had things hit us right in the mouth and then we see who we really are, and we saw who Amari really is during this whole situation. And did it surprise you? I mean, he, he had two 200-yard games within the next few weeks. I mean, did that surprise you, the way he took off like that? Well, I mean, I, I think Amari and, and the guy he was competing with, I, I thought Amari had some intangibles that, you know, say Makai might not have had in the first place. But Makai was the returning senior. He was the league MVP, he rushed for 2,000 yards. So – by default, it went to him, but we all saw Amari creeping 
on his heels from the Foothill game to Monta Vista and all that. He was creeping on Makai's heels. Um, so to see what he did against that tough competition, I mean, it, it impressed me, but it didn't surprise me. But I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Harold, in that Dale Sal game, and we wouldn't have won even if we were healthy, but we had eight starters down and five more on offense. So he was running behind a completely decimated line, including Mana, our best lineman, being out, and he still rushed for all that. And then when we were playing Aquinas, you know, the biggest thing about that team, that was a defensive battle right there. But we kept nudging and nudging and nudging, and then I had to start passing to loosen him up on the running game, which didn't bother Amari either way. One, he wasn't get the ball like he used to. And when he did get the ball, he had, you know, three big Polynesian guys right in his face right away. And he's like, Coach, I can't see anything. I said, Amari, it'll happen. And uh, so he, he stayed he stayed the course. He didn't uh, emotionally break down in any way, and he just kept motivating his teammates to move forward. There was one time I thought he was going to lose it. It was the time we didn't score on the first drive. And, uh, you know, I gave him the ball in my fourth and seven, and he got five yards. So, I mean, it's still pretty dang good. But the bottom line is, is I said so. I said, Amari, I can't have you lose it on this one. He goes, no, coach, I got you. And just like everything else he's been saying recently, he's uh, he's been coming through when he did it. Go ahead, Nate. So, Amari, Co Coach Murphy kind of already referenced this a little bit, but, you know, you had to earn your starting spot last year through, you know, weeks and weeks of non-league and early on in the EBAL, and you're kind of the underdog in that way. And, you know, you work hard to get there, and then you have a personal setback and you mentioned working even harder. How did that blueprint kind of play out to you? And, you know, how much energy did that take at times to, you know, to first win the starting spot and then deal with the personal tragedy moving forward with your eyes? I mean, how much focus did you have on that section championship and then that state championship to get there? I mean, I thought of everything as just steps. I mean, I never complained about nowhere or anywhere I was at in the time whenever, in that time when I wasn't starting, I never looked at it as, oh, my God, I'm not starting. Like, I'm upset. No, I just take everything as a step, one step at a time. And I think that's how, honestly, I got through everything is that I take everything a step at a time. You can't eat an elephant with, you know, you can't eat them whole. You got to cut them up. So I, <laughs> so I did the year. Nice. That's quite a visual there, Omari. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could picture this element being this elephant being cut by piece by piece. I like that. You know what? One thing I want to say that will really show its character. We're playing Campo. And it was a, you know, a strange game. We're playing Campo in this pouring, windy weather in Pittsburgh, which was just crazy in itself. And we fumbled three times in the first half. And, and one of them was partially uh, – no, it wasn't even Amari's fault. It was just a, a fumbled pitch. Not that it was his fault or anything, but the bottom line is, is he was frustrated at halftime, and I unloaded on everybody. The Irish came out times 10. And the first person to come up to me, not a senior – not our quarterback, though, though we did have some great leaders, it was Amari. He goes, Coach, I'm telling you, we got this. And he looked me right in the eye, and, I mean, I, that calmed me down, which is insane. Everything he's going through and then him being involved in the game, I'm on the dang sidelines, and it's pouring down weather. He goes, Coach, we got this. And he calmed me down, and then I calmed down, which calmed the team down because, you know, it's a definitely trickle-down effect. And we went on to just, you know, do a really good job and score a lot of points in that second half to – to put that game away. So that, again, just shows you how special Omari is and how he can be under some difficult situations. Omari, do you, do you see yourself as a natural leader or, or do you think that these circumstances have helped elevate you as a leader? Because obviously you, you dealt with this as a junior. And I know that in, in football, especially at high school, 
there's definitely a, a usually a, a, a separation between the seniors and the juniors. I mean, the juniors are like the little brothers in general or the seniors, but did that kind of make thrust you into the leadership role right away? And certainly going, going into your senior season, how, how does it, how does it working now? Um, personally, yeah, I think the situation made me definitely more mature, but I've always been tried to be a leader, not maybe vocally, but um, just as an, putting out an example and like showing how a leader should be. Um, and that's the mindset I'm taking into this year. I think I'm going to be more vocal this year and just, you know, try to lead my team to better things. So that was that. This is now. OK, what we talked about was then and now this is now. So, I mean, not only you have to overcome the adversity of, of the loss of your brother, but, you know, now you're in a shutdown situation where you're locked down and, and school is all virtual. I mean, that has had hard on you as a student athlete on top of all the other things. What, what, what's been your biggest challenge the last few months? And how have you stayed, how have you stayed in shape physically and mentally? And, and what have you done? What kind of regimen do you have? What are you doing to keep yourself sharp? Did we lose him? I'm sorry. Can you guys repeat the question again? The thing oh, was That's all right. We can repeat it again. I said, you know, now your situation is that not, not only have you, have you, have you had to over, overcome the loss of your brother, but you've been locked down and you're, you're in the shutdown and you're now on, on virtual learning and you've had to stay in shape mentally and physically what's been the biggest challenge what have you done and do you have any kind of a regimen that's helped you keep in shape and fit physically and mentally um i think the struggle is uh being able to get in the weight room and start getting some weight lifting but other than that i mean everything else is um you know just i work out every day i, I do my push-ups i do my sit-ups i don't got many weights but i got a few so i just lift that i, I run every day I go to the field with some of my guys three times a week. So, I mean, we're still getting productive. We're still doing our thing. Um, you could look at it as a, a loss, but like I said, you just take everything as a step, and we're just going to move past it and we're going to move forward. Now, you guys had some workouts, I believe, in the summer. It, Omar, were you able to kind of establish yourself as a, as a team leader already, as a senior, even though it's been kind of strange, the circumstances right now, with not being in full training right now? Yes, I definitely think so. Um, I definitely think uh, I've been putting on an example even with those first few um, senior camps that we was going to, like in the summer. Um, I think we for surely saw something. Now, C Coach Murphy, you know, what kind of when, – when an individual like Omari battles through everything they battled through last year and, and shines on the biggest stages, what kind of a blueprint does that leave behind or lay down <clears throat> for other athletes – coming through your program? Yeah, I mean, it just slaps kids in the face and says no excuses. Um, because kids will, you know, in general, I shouldn't say most of them, but the ones that are struggling understanding what our program and work ethic is all about, will try to dig and look for excuses. And they all know what happened with Amari last year. And how can you make an excuse that you're feeling sick or you're tired or you're not getting the offer that you want or whatever it might be when you got this young man who was the definition of doing everything right in the hardest situation you could have in the toughest part of the in the toughest part of the season. So um, whether Amari realizes it or not, his his legacy of what he did last year 
when he had the situation he had will last a good five, ten more years uh, at least. Uh, because, you know, he did what people always say they can do. Uh, but when it happens, when people get hit in the face, they, they sometimes go the other way. So he is a great example for everybody. So, Omari, how, how, how anxious are you? How anxious are you and your teammates to get back on the field? And tell me a little bit about what this year's goal are, goals are as a team and, and for you personally. Um, me and my teammates are extremely excited to get back on the field. Um, we're all just – we talk about it every day in our group chat that we have. Um, we got some new things coming because Murph didn't pick it up this year. Um, we be ready for next year. And um, I'm sorry, what was the second part? Your, your personal goals, Amari. Personal goals. Oh, my personal goals for this year is to just get better overall on the field and off the field um, and definitely just uh, go to college, really. Go D1, I mean, D1, D whatever, just college. I'm just ready to go to college this year. Have, have any colleges contacted you? Um, a few have definitely contacted, but none have uh, been serious, like super serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've definitely hit me up. Um, I, the biggest thing he has to do is just gain weight. You know, they, they, they know Omari has the ability to be at every down back and be able to block out of the backfield. Um, and he's done some good job, obviously, on both of those. But at the college level, that's the biggest thing they want to see. You know, coach, he's got to put on some weight so we know he can do those two things. And we're passing the ball a lot more this year. Uh, and he'll be a guy we throw to as well. He's a great receiver. But you know the next level. you got to be able to block out of the backfield and you got to be able to carry the ball, you know, every down in the fourth quarter if must be. And people always, you know, they did it to Maurice Jones-Drew. He had one offer out of high school because they didn't think he uh, had the size. So it's the, the, the deal he's uh, – it's the car or the hand, I should say, that he's been dealt as far as that goes. But, you know, when he gets in that weight room and hits it hard, he's got some great genetics and he's really strong. You just got to keep on making sure he's eating that food and getting that sleep and – and not missing any workouts because he loves the game. Uh, sometimes I got to kick him in the butt to start his workout, but once he gets going, I don't, I don't really got to push him anymore because he gets into it. So, Omari, I mean, you've gotten some recognition uh, locally. What, how does it make you feel to see that people, you know, from all over the Bay Area and someone like Prep to Prep sees you and, and wants to reward you for your perseverance and for what, what you've done coming through. How does it make you feel to be the most inspirational athlete in Northern California? Oh, I just see it as a blessing. Um, I just see it as just, I thank God for it. And um, really, I just see it as like, you know, Puda situation ended off with something positive, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. And you'll really realize it when you're a dad and, and a coach someday. Uh, I mean, Amari, it's, it's more impressive than I think you could even realize at your age on what you've been able to do. So I've, I've told him that before, but I know it's hard for that to sink in when you're 17, 18 years old. But I mean, Coach, you, you must even see it as, as, as how it impacts some of his teammates. Um, just kind of seeing him put the work in and, and seeing what he's been through and seeing, again, him, him leading the way. Uh, it's kind of like if, if Omari can do it, I, I better get off my, my butt and do it too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we got all kinds of tragedies going on socially and, and obviously the virus and all that kind of stuff. And Omari is just a great role model for a lot of people right now that need it. And um, I, I just uh, – I hope people can, can see it just not in our area, and I'm sure they will because uh, he's just done such a tremendous thing. 
in a, in a tough situation. Well, we just really want to thank you guys for coming on, Omari. We wish you all the best in your senior year. We hope you, get, you guys are able to get back on the field soon and, and you can start tearing it up and get that, you know, get your dreams fulfilled as far as the college you want to go to. And, and, and Coach Murphy, we, we really appreciate you coming on. So thanks so much, guys, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this edition of the Beyond the Game podcast. Once again, we would like to thank Omari Taylor and Coach Tim Murphy for joining us. Please remember to subscribe to the Prep to Prep Beyond the Game podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. And don't forget to visit us at prep2prep.com and follow us on Twitter at prep2prep sports and Instagram at prep2prep. For all of us at Prep to Prep, thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs>